I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Between Moldova and Romania, there is a 15-year gap. And during my last four years living in Moldova, many times I had moments of deja vu saying, oh, it seems that I know what might happened uh, in future because I live it in my own country 10 or 15 years ago. But this year is the year when the, they officially apply for uh, uh, European accession. People are speaking so much right now about European Union. So that's why I would say that uh, Moldova should follow the, the same path like uh, other Eastern European countries follow, not only Romania, but Poland, Czech Republic, Slovenia or Slovakia. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. I've worked in consumer lending strategy for a little over 20 years, taking on roles across the credit life cycle in Africa, Asia, and Europe. In that time, I've had the pleasure and sometimes just the experience of working with many different people. So I'm pretty confident when I say that Roman Zilbering is one of the true characters of credit risk strategy, just as comfortable solving errors in complex SAS code as he is propping up the bar. Any bar, but in particular, I remember one with peanut shells on the floor and turtles in little perspex cages that used its position as the only bar within walking distance of our office in Kowloon to charge almost unacceptable rates for a pint. In fact, Roman made such an impression on me in the two years we worked together that I turned him into a character in my first novel, Draken. You can download it for free now as an ebook, or buy it in any other format if you prefer. In Draken, I cast Roman as a Russian mercenary of sorts because, well, because he speaks Russian. And although I knew he was born in Moldova, that's all I knew about Moldova. And in my little brain, it was enough to think that because Roman speaks Russian and Roman is from Moldova, Moldova must be kind of Russia. I grew up in the 80s in South Africa and they didn't teach us about the USSR with a lot of nuance, so perhaps you'll forgive me for my ignorance. Because it turns out I was completely wrong. I still love Roman, but Moldova's historical links are strongest to its western neighbour, Romania. So in this episode of How to Lend Money to Strangers, we take a closer look at that bond, a closer look at the Moldovan banking landscape, And we hear how one pioneering bank is closing the gap in terms of digital borrowing and banking experiences. Well, Bogdan, thank you so much for making the time. You're currently CEO at Victoria Bank in Moldova, which is a country I know very little about. Although uh, when I was looking at the stats, I actually have quite a lot of listeners in Romania. So a good portion of them will know uh, a lot more than I do. Before we get into that, let's quickly have a look at your background, because that's a long career working in 
banking in Romania and now in Moldova. So would you mind just starting us off with a bit of context and how you got to where you are today? Okay, thank you very much, uh, Brandon. Thank you very much for all this setup and invitation. My name is Bogdan Pleșuvescu. I'm a father of two children, professional sailor and banker. My first job in banking was 19 years ago, and I started working in a legal field, becoming first head of legal and then chief legal officer in various banks in, in Romania. Looking back, Avian Ambro was the employer who mostly influenced my future career. I always remember with great joy their school of business, their human approach, work-life balance. Even now, we have regular meetings among us, despite of the fact that we are working in different organizations at this point of time. But during that period I work in ABN AMRO, I understood that my career in banking must be diversified. And... I was almost convinced that I will not do only legal in my future careers in banking, but I should start understanding better the business and the, uh, the banking in the most complex way. So little by little, I, I add business component on my legal background. And I start doing this when I joined Banca Transylvania as a chief workout officer in uh, 2013, in charge with uh, collection and turnaround procedures for clients who were in distress at that moment of time. Uh, due to the, also the development of Banca Transylvania, I was attracted by uh, merger and acquisition transactions, and I participate in a very, let's say, small team of negotiating the biggest M&A transactions in banking in Romania. Because in the last six years, the Banca Transylvania was involved in many M&A transactions. This started with... Uh, acquisitions of Volksbank, and then acquisitions of uh, Bank Post, a member of the EFG Group. Based on this, in 2018, I accepted the challenge to become the Chief Executive Officer of uh, Victoria Bank, a newly acquired subsidiary of Banca Transylvania in Moldova. So from the very first moment when Banca Transylvania became the major shareholder together with the ABRD in uh, Victoria Bank, I started work as a chief executive officer there, and since then I exercised my mandate of a complex turnaround of this bank in a modern and a very digital bank, I, I can say. Before we go too deep into the work you're doing at Victoria Bank now, yeah, 19 years ago that you started working in banking in Romania, it's been an interesting 19 years in terms of obviously what's happening in broader banking and fintech and the move to digital, but in terms of Romania's history too. And what are some of those big things that you've noticed in that time? Yeah, so looking back in my career, I can say that uh, at the beginning in uh, Romania, there were many banks and uh, mostly local-owned banks who previously were uh, state-owned banks and then uh, they were privatized. Or after the communism uh, in Romania, there were some shareholders from uh, Turkey or Greece Typically, the shareholders looking for emerging markets and uh, looking for high returns. This was in early 19s, I, I, I would say. After Romania started the road of European Union accession, international investors started to look more uh, actively in, uh, in Romania and especially in uh, 
banking sector. And so little by little, uh, banks like ABN Ambro, Unicredit, Raiffeisen invested in Romania and uh, they gradually became uh, the largest banks in Romania with international shareholders bringing their uh, know-how, bringing their uh, colleagues and uh, teaching us how to do banking, real banking, not the local banking we are used to previously. I was fortunate that uh, initially I worked for a bank with uh, Turkish shareholders where uh, I learned very much negotiation skills because as you may know, uh, Turkish uh, citizens are very good in negotiations. Having this part together with ABN Ambro, it helped me a lot in my career. Then in 2006-2008, the crisis came and it was all over the world. Uh, the banking system in Romania was affected as well. However, I can say that Romania was lucky enough because uh, the banks at that moment of time were very well capitalized and with a good liquidity. We had and still we have a very tough uh, regulators. And even before the crisis, National Bank of Romania refused to ease the regulation in Romania and capital allocation or minimum reserves for the bank, insisting in preparing the banking systems for a eventual crisis. That's why it was not uh, like it was in other countries. However, we had several banks exposed, especially the banks who either didn't have at that moment the support of a strong shareholder or the banks who invested a lot in mortgage loan, in uh, not in local currencies. Then soon after the crisis, they were forced to divest their business. And then you moved to take this role in the newly acquired Victoria Bank in Moldova. And when I saw that initially, it was interesting to me. And this is showing more my ignorance than anything else. I'll blame it on South African government school education. But the only person I know from Moldova, his family left during the Soviet Union days, and the fact that he spoke Russian. I'd seen Moldova as more related to, to Russia, but actually, as soon as I looked, I saw you know the talks about even potentially re-emerging Moldova with Romania. It's the national language, there's huge connections to Romania. So perhaps for other people listening who are also ignorant like I was, what are the links between Moldova and Romania, and how connected are those two cultures, those two business landscapes? There were periods when uh, they were more oriented to the East, closer to Russia, or they're more closer to the West. Yeah, I will not uh, enter into too much politics in here. I will stay only... Romania and Moldova are speaking the same language. They share the same uh, culture. You know, after the Second World War, Europe was divided West and East, and in the East, including Romania, uh, the influence of Soviet Union was, was very high. We are fortunate in Romania that, fortunate and unfortunate, fortunate that we are allowed to speak our own language. We are not deported to Siberia and Russians are not replacing the local population. We are not fortunate because we had 45 years of communism when our liberty was more than a, a little bit uh, affected. But uh, coming back to Moldova, they were not so lucky like uh, Romanians. And uh, until 1991, uh, Moldova was part of Soviet Union. But in 1991, uh, Moldova regained his independence. And ever since, Moldova is struggling to find its identity, its path. And as you mentioned, uh, it is this discussion about European Union accession. 
but people are speaking so much right now about European Union, and not only because uh, it's something they dream about, but most of the population, it's 2.5 million official population, but most of the youngest people in Moldova are already working in uh, European Union. They already know how the European is looking. And the banking landscape, what did you find when you landed in Moldova? Was it in a similar position to the Romanian banking landscape or were there different things that needed to be done to get the, the business up to the level you you like to have it at? Well, so when I landed that I officially moved in Moldova, I, after a few months I would uh, rather say that between Moldova and Romania there is a 15 year gap and during my last four years living in Moldova Many times I had moments of uh, deja vu saying, oh, it seems that I already lived this several years ago, so I know what might happen to, in future because I live it in, uh, in my own country 10 or 15 years ago. So this might be an opportunity for the bank because uh, I understand the changes will occur in Moldova in the next period of time. So Moldova should follow the, the same trend the same path like uh, other Eastern European country followed, not only Romania, but like Poland, like Czech Republic, like Slovenia or Slovakia followed. Yeah, when I was doing my MBA, we were always looking at Estonia as an example, you know, the benefits of being a small country in a digitizing world. As the world becomes more digital, uh, it gives a chance to accelerate and catch up some of those, those gaps that exist, maybe even leapfrog some of the old technology. When I was looking at Victoria Bank, lots of talk about innovation and going digital. How do you see yourselves as a sort of a banking brand in the Moldovan uh, landscape? So we can speak about Victoria Bank, uh, but first of all, it's important to understand the level of the banking system in uh, and the scale in uh, in Moldova. Because uh, as I mentioned, it's a small country, square meters, and also like a population. The GDP it's around eleven point five. A billion euro GDP per capita is 4,400 euro. Every salary is about 450 euro per month with unemployment rate of 3.5% and inflation rate, the official inflation rate at this moment of time, it's around 22%. And uh, to understand the banking system, it's 51% of the total GDP in Moldova. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today us to understand the scale only in victoria bank in romania which is the biggest bank in romania 
is bigger than the, the total banks in Moldova. But the competition is very tight and uh, this affects the margins very, very dramatically. There are 11 banks, too many for this population. Now coming back to Victoria Bank, 2018 Victoria Bank was the third largest bank in, uh, in Moldova. We uh, are, uh, let's say, always proud of uh, our history and about uh, innovation which were brought in Moldova by Victoria Bank since the moment was established as a bank. Actually, Victoria Bank was the first private-owned bank in Moldova and was set up in 1989, the same period of time when Romania became uh, free of communism. Then there were some novelties during the period of existence because Victoria Bank in 1997, they, they were first bringing a credit card issued in Moldova. Then the next year in 1998, it was the first ATM. And then coming to let's say latest history in 2017, we were launching the first wallet NFC solution for Android customers in Moldova, which was VB24Pay. During my uh, my mandate, let's say other novelties were uh, released in Moldova, and in 2019. We are the first bringing wearable payments in uh, in Moldova once we launch uh, Garmin Pay. Then uh, the first tap-to-phone solution, and now you can do payment directly on your mobile phone. And last but not least, together with other two banks, we launch uh, Apple Pay solution in, for Moldova. So it has in uh, in the in the blood of this bank. It's to bring novelties and. Despite of the fact that maybe it's not the biggest bank or not the most profitable bank, it's always looking for uh, innovative solutions. It certainly sounds like that, closing that 10, 15-year gap very quickly. From a, a lending point of view, when you're making your lending decisions for those credit cards, for those loans, what is the data environment like? There is there, is there a credit bureau? Do you have alternative data? What does that look like? Yes, there are not only one credit bureau, there are three or four, which makes our life complicated because of the cost of interrogation. So many databases are, are very high. In Romania, for example, there is only one. But uh, yeah, in Moldova, this is what we have, so we have to, to manage. But speaking about digital lending, we've done serious steps, critical steps, I would say, for uh, preparing for this digital lending. And uh, maybe this year or next year, it will become a, a very common topic in Moldova and also in Victoria Bank as well. So first of all, uh, there was this loan origination software, which we implemented quite successfully uh, two years ago. And mainly our uh, consumer lending is now fully centralized and fully locked in this loan origination software. This year, we will be able to extend this also to the small enterprises lendings. And uh, it's important because we can implement automatic score. And so there are many files right now which they never reach to any people. It's automatically scored and automatically the decision came from this software. If it is yellow, there are uh, several uh, people looking into the files. Or if it is red, it's automatically knockout uh, from the decision. But uh, this is only the beginning. And once the legislation will allow the banks to extensively recognize 
people based on uh, videos or based on uh, not on let's say face to face discussions i'm sure that we'll we'll be able to speak more about uh, digital lending you're listening to how to lend money to strangers if you're enjoying it please hit the little plus button to subscribe and share it with your connections on linkedin now let's get back to the show at this moment of time we are able to do digital lending and we are doing only for the people who are already customers of our bank because we already have our newer customer uh, uh, done in into our bank and also they have electronic signature available they do not have to come to the bank to sign so they applied on uh, on on our website they signed with electronic digital and the money are on their account Uh, I'm sure that by the end of this year or maybe next year uh, with modern tools this digital lending will increase firstly for uh, individuals and then for the uh, small entrepreneurs. Yeah, the identity verification is usually the hardest one to to get through there. Bogdan in terms of uh, the big subject of of the day hopefully we're moving out of covid now but Obviously, around the world, we've had a couple of years of unsettled markets of of unexpected risks. How did the Moldovan market get through that? Was there a lot of change in risk, or is it one of the markets where things were generally fairly stable? Actually, no. It was, let's say, very affected. There are some legacy issues, a lot of uh, scandals, and the biggest one is uh, one billion stolen uh, from the state, but. Victoria Bank, for example, when I joined the bank in 2018, uh, the non-performing uh, loan portfolio was about 30%. 30% is huge for any bank. So our main focus during that period, before the COVID, and it's helping us now very much. So our main focus in 2018-2019 was to recover the huge non-performing loans and replace it with quality loans. So we managed during this period of time to reassess our portfolio and 2018 80% of the loans were large corporate exposures and 15% individuals 5% SMEs now in our portfolio we have 65 individuals 15% uh, small enterprises and only 20% large corporate so the covid it was in a moment when this portfolio was already Let's say very stable, and we're not very much impacted. Of course, March, April, and even June were quite a lot affected. But then, little by little, started to recover. Of course, we there were some concerns, and uh, the recent developments in uh, in the borders of Moldova, I think, that are threatening more than uh, COVID crisis. I think that this is the main. Uh, factors which might uh, affect the, not only the economy but also all the industries in uh, in Moldova we have seen a lot of people becoming scared in 24th of february when the war started and as uh, it happened also in uh, in romania people run to transform their local currency deposits into euro or us deal and even taking the money out of the banks Luckily the banking system was very solid all the banks were able to cope with this new type of threats and this period of time took only 2 or 3 weeks and after that population started to chill to calm down and to realize that the banks are working so they started again to build up their their deposits 
But on the economy side, there will be some complications and more threats. The gas price will increase. So all this, it will go through to the chain of productions. Most of the products and basic products, it will be affected. But I'm sure that this war, it will not last for forever. It will come to, to an end. And at this moment of time, the so-called Marshall Plan of European Union to, to help uh, uh, Ukraine to, to reborn. Also, it will be like opportunity for Moldova to participate into this effort. And many people will start understanding and to learn about Moldova, not like you said in the beginning, like uh, Soviet unit uh, countries. Many people will remember Moldova as being the country who helped a lot Ukrainians during their uh, moment when they le- left the countries. And uh, I do not want anybody to leave their, the, their homes, their countries, and to, to come in a stranger, but still to, to see a lot of empathy and a lot of optimism and a lot of help. No doubt, difficult times for the short term, but hopefully, yeah, a future that's bright and, and full of growth opportunities for Moldova and indeed for the whole region. So Bogdan, thank you so much for joining me today. And it's been a pleasure chatting to you and learning more about Victoria Bank and Moldova. So I look forward to keeping an eye on the innovations you bring to the market and indeed hope for a brighter future for the country. Thank you again for inviting me and looking forward to hear news from you as well. And thank you all for listening. If you haven't done so already, like, share and subscribe to the show. How to Lend Money to Strangers is written, hosted and edited by myself, Brendan LaGrange. The theme tune and show music is by I Am Wake. And you can find show notes, written transcripts, more in-depth articles and details on how to book me for speaking engagements at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. I'll see you again next Thursday. happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com